Y'all niggas got me hot. Is we live? Is we live? Is we live? Yes, yes, you're now tuned into the Rare Podcast. And of course, I am your host for the most, NK, aka the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Um, today we got a special guest in the building, but always gotta give a shout out to my co-host Ashley, Shona, Jason. They couldn't be here today. But we have a special guest in the building. So without further ado, introduce yourself to the people, then tell them what you do. Tell them a bit about yourself, my guy. So my name's Kyle. I'm a hip hop and R&B artist. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much it, you know. Mm. Simple, simple. So how long, how long have you like really been in like dedicated yourself to music i think i probably started dedicating myself to like making music like 2018 2018 so literally me and my boy we first went studio mm. after school and we're just like working on random stuff trying to see what see how find our sounds and that mm. like we dropped to like a little project around january times like 2019 at, like, at the beginning of the year and like, i did well for that like, for a little project but since then like i've just been trying to find my own sound trying mm. to develop it and just trying to when find you say stuff. when you say it did well, like was it amongst your friends? Amongst your my school? friends, like amongst friends, it was taking it was taking a while. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It did, it did numbers more than I actually expected. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally hear that. So literally, because you dropped on a SoundCloud. Okay. Like right, like listening back to the songs, they're not the best. <laughs> you got to yeah, start from somewhere, in it? Like literally, your like, first, like creatively, your first, pro, like it's always funny because when you start something creatively, like, like. You start out, you think you're sick, and then years later, you look back you're at it and be like, thinking, nah, nah. <laughs> that weren't the one still. No, nah, it was actually, the thing is, it wasn't even, it wasn't terrible, but like, it was just, just wasn't the the best. That like, like, what was, but was it like, it was it like, you look back at it now and said, you know what, that sound wasn't for me. Was it your lyrical I content? Think, bro, I think a bit, a bit of everything. Like the sound, mm. I think like, it was like, I tried out a UK sound. Yeah. It like, it was all right. And then also like lyrical content, I hadn't developed like my writing skills as mm. much yet. So I was just slowly building up on that. So literally the last two, three years, I've literally just been writing bare and just trying to figure out yeah. how I'm actually just trying so to- So you say like, you say your sound and listening <coughs> to yourself, like you've definitely got a distinct sound. Who would you say like are your musical inspirations? My biggest inspirations, I'll say Smino. Yes, yes. Dave. Um, Saba to an extent, and another okay. artist called Toby Lou as well. Okay. Yeah, just just I like the way they did it. Um, deliver their mm. their content, their wordplay, and how they just create just bounce around the beat as well. Yeah, like, like they're interesting. Like what I've noticed about Saba and Smino is well in particular, like like they sound like themselves, but the way they approach each of their songs is super, super different. different especially yeah. Sabo like this guy could do a hundred different, different things so he could do a hundred different things at once and it's like like I know that's him because of his voice, voice but like yeah, but he's you, rapping like he's singing like he he's doing everything. a lot it's sick like, that's and that's what I want to like bring to like the UK scene mm. as well just that this versatility but not versatility in the sense that I'm just dropping, jumping from genre to genre but versatility that I can do so many much, so many more things with my voice kind mm. of thing like I got a couple other chats coming that do similar things like that as well but yeah i think i've always wanted to ask a, an, an an artist this like because you said you write like what is your writing process is it because i've spoken to some people where it's like cool they'll sit down in the room they'll just write all of their songs at once or some people like break it up into little pieces or some people just go into the studio and see what comes to them that day 
what works like for you? For me, my main writing process, I'll say, I'll be at home. I either like, have my friends send me a beat or I find a beat on YouTube. Mm. Like something that just I can just like click with. And from there, I just like find a melody first. Then once I find a melody, just like slot in words to fit into that melody and like create that sound and that song in it. So that's the, that's how I usually write. Yeah. But recent, recently I've been just going to studio actually and trying to making it within the pro during the actual recording process. Mm. So like, yeah. But I think that first reason is like, that's the main yeah. way. Like, so like, as an up and coming artist, like, how do you get yourself out there? Like, how do you like, w- like, do you reach out to other artists for collabs? Do you do like live shows? Like, what's your main way of just like letting people know like who you are and what you do? So, like, before I used to just like send my chats out to my fellow peers who have on Snapchat or whatever, and like just just seeing how that go, like who, how do take take it in as well, but. More recently, I've been just about doing more research on like mar- how to market myself as a brand and as a, I literally just have to get my content like actually out there as well. So literally next week, I'm even performing in Shoreditch. Okay. So literally, like, they well, like, What venue? Let the people know they can get uh, tickets. Tickets even sold out. Yeah. Yeah. They, sold yeah. Out t- t- like, they brought out tickets twice. And it's Mad. Like, yeah, safe. But yeah, that's in Shoreditch next week. And yeah, like. It was just a thing where that I was, I'm just trying to do like more shows to actually build up my performance skills as well and mm. connect with an audience. Like speaking on performances, yeah. did you ever, about random, did you ever, did you watch the um, Locks versus Dipset performance? No, versus? I haven't. Yet. Okay, cool. But the reason why um, I brought that up is because on what I noticed as well is that performance is a huge part of Bill making an artist. And the reason why I referenced that, for those people who watched it, like there was a clear difference between the Lox's performance and Dipset's performance. So how would you say you're at a point in time, you're at a point in your career where you're comfortable on stage or is that still like a learning process for you? I think for me, it's still a learning process Mm. because I performed like a couple of times before, like like between 2018, 2019, I performed like three or four times, but... Just a thing where I was trying to like find comfortability within the stage, and like how to actually like project my voice to mm. audience. But now with this show, I'm just trying to like actually engage, like probably engage my audience to them just to actually take in the take in the sound, but through my performance rather than just just through the music alone. So, like, musically, like, has there ever been a moment where, like, let's say you've released a piece of work and you like it, of course, you, you released it, but yeah. you feel like, you know, this one, it's gonna, it's just something I'm released just to flood the market, but then your audience responds to it in a way that you didn't anticipate responding, or do you release a song and know this one, it's going to hit? You know how it is? Currently, there's one, there's one song that I've um, sent to my friends that I thought was, like, a right song, but they, like, really love it, innit? So I'm thinking, you know what, let me save this one, proper work on it, and then come due time, I'll drop it and it will pop. Or recent, even actually, there's, there's another song I dropped time ago called Cloud Nine. And like, it was just, a, to me, it was just like a, it was like a throwaway song car. Did it in studio, dropped it, and I was like, you know what, it's a decent, like Afro swing kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not really my, 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 my style now, but I tried it, I liked it a bit, and I was like, cool, let me just drop it, just to release some content. And like people actually took it in one, they're like, they'll send me a visit. And I was thinking, all right, you actually like the song kind of thing. Like it's still, when people say they they like my song, I take that in deeply because 
you actually enjoy and stuff yeah. that created and like you're sending that feedback. I, I really take that to heart. Yeah. It's it. You said your sound. So what would you describe your sound a sound as to the people then if you don't know? To people right now, I say my sound is like I just say it's like it's like sweet melodies, but bouncing around a beat with like I don't know, you know. That is, it's hard to start. It's because like, because people, cause people always talk about their sound and like, so like, what, like, what is your sound to you? Like, it doesn't have to make sense to, to people, people, but yeah. what is it? What is what does your sound mean to you? My sound means to me. Oof, I need to think about that, you know. Because <laughs> from from what I yeah. from what I hear from your sound, obviously, you give like Smino and um, Sabak on good comparisons because none of your songs sound the same. Yeah, but um. You use, you use quite a bit of auto tune in your songs. Yeah. Um, it's it's like you def like it's hard to I wouldn't categorize you as pure R and B. Yeah. But but def, you're in def, that pocket. Definitely like it's definitely alternative version of. R&B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in that pocket. Yeah. So yeah, the the comparisons you made to Smino, to Sabah, to artists like that definitely yeah. are apt. Yeah, literally. So I literally, I just say like sound like sonically, I'll definitely say like alternative R and B hip hop, mm. if like within a genre kind of thing. And it's funny to see as well because, like, as you're speaking right now, I've noticed over like the past, let's say, two or three years, like UK R and B has really like it's t- taken ha- has off taken off. You know, you got artists like Manilia, you got Bahalia, even though she does like yeah. alternative stuff, but you see like a lot of these artists emerging. What do you think, just from a spectator's point of view, like, what do you think ushered in this wave of? Um, R&B UK stuff because we never had that before you know it is I think it's like as a market people saw that there was actually a space for mm. a lot of more like more R&B artists to actually to fill in mm. because the UK lacked it for for a while for a while, for a while. it's a thing where even with um, like Drill and all the other ma- current, currently the mainstream UK music people are kind of ca- tired of the content that's been brought up because it's a thing where everyone follows a, this, the current trend, mm. right? But once you're following a trend, like people make the songs like a year in advance, in it, so they drop it a year later, kind of thing after they record mm. it. So like by you trying to follow that, you're just following something that's old, rather than trying to find something new in it. But that's why I think that's why that's what, like literally. So people are just trying to find that new, and that's the R and B's, that R and B style that's. Is just sliding in? Yeah, you you posted something on your Instagram recently about record labels, and I've always wanted to ask an artist. Obviously, don't shake yourself too yeah, much yeah. because the future of record labels. But at a stage, at this point in your career, yeah, do you feel like do you know what I need to go out and you know market myself and do things myself, or would you really want the support of a big label backing you? You know, it is. At first, like when I first started, I was like, you know, what? I really want a label to yeah. sign me. And take yeah. me in kind of thing da, 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 da. but then as i was like learning the actual process and seeing the ins and outs like l- luckily i've had pe i know people in the industry as well they've they give me little tips and advice and it's the thing i just saw that you know you shouldn't you need to do most of the groundwork yourself to actually get yourself to that level you rather um be independent own all your rights to your music and stuff to a certain extent and have leverage before mm. actually signing to a label because mm. They're literally, it's it's weird, it's weird because they're out. They take more money than actually that you actually think that you're getting. Okay. So like, I'd rather be independent for now. Work on my craft. Work. And work just on my get brand, a feel for the industry. Yeah. 
And then once I have like my songs, I built a, a current fan base, and like, I can then negotiate and say, you know what, I want this, that, and that, because I know my worth within the industry. Do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Rather than just like, signing for anyone. And yeah, we're gonna get back on track to you, but I'm, I'm always curious. So this year, there's been a few albums released from diff- various different artists. What would you say is an album that's you've a project album that you've heard this year that really connected with you? Honestly. I'd have to say Dave's album. Dave's, yeah. That that one actually touched me because it was the thing where, like, coming out of lockdown, yeah, I feel like a lot of people just, like, felt alone, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. Because you've just been disconnected from society for a very long period of time. Mm. So, like, his songs really, like, touched, like, touched me within, like, in several different ways kind of thing, innit? And, like, just know, just know, like, even the, the song that I connected to the most was, I think, What's it called? Um, two sides of the same smile. I need to remember that one. Was that the one with his mum at the end? Was that a different one? No, I think that's a different. That's a different one, one still. One I've only listened to the album yeah, once in it. No, I feel like literally, I think it's it's one of those albums you need to listen to. Yeah, multiple times. Multiple times to actually take it in. Because first time I heard it, I was like, you know, it's all right. I took it in again, and I was like, okay. Uh, I took it a couple more times. You know, I really do enjoy this. Album, yeah, I think. And it's, I think that's a lot with a lot of people's like um, music as well. Like after in first like face value, you might not catch a lot of the things they're trying to give or produce. But you need to. I think you actually to, to take a music and actually appreciate. It, you need to listen to it a couple times and uh, try place your like empathize with artists and place yourself within their shoes to actually take in the sounds and see what see see their point of view of life kind of thing and then that's what that's what really connects you within the music 100 percent. and the reason why i agree with you so much is because I, I, i'm gonna go on a little rant yeah, but go on, go on. you see twitter culture yeah like twitter is very much um an app where you go on you say your thoughts in the immediate moment think about the day this is my approach to most albums i don't listen to albums when they come out unless it's an artist i've been waiting for for years yeah, literally but because the reason why is because I don't want to get swept up in the whole conversation around the album. Because yeah. people, it will be the album come out midnight, twelve oh five, classic. Oh, this is a classic. Oh, like this is the greatest album. But you relax, let it marinate. And the thing is, what it does here is that it forces people like when you hype up an album to that extent, when people finally go listen this to it, it they come in with like unrealistic expectation. expectations where they, if they just came in and just be like, yo, cool, this is an album. Let me take it. In. I'm a fan of this guy. Let's see what he does. I feel like people would have much more tempered expectations, but the way, you know, social media and stuff is designed, it's designed for hot takes. Literally. It's designed for like literally super positive, Super negative. It's, it's never there's no, just there's no in between at all. No in between. That's why, like, I haven't really said anything about Dave's album because I've listened to it once. It was an enjoyable listen, but I do feel like I need to go back to it again. Again, I'll revisit it. Yeah. Cause there was an album, even though it's an American artist, I'm a good American artist, uh, Isaiah Rashad's album. Yeah, yeah it came yeah, out. Yeah, I saw that. I listened to it the first time. I was like, don't know how I'm feeling about this. Don't know how I feel about this. Didn't didn't say anything. I let it marinate for about. It's been out for about I think a week or two. One of my favorite albums of the year, like and 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 that's the beauty about music. I feel like music, like I don't think albums are meant to be digested and consumed yeah, in, one, in one sitting. Like you can listen to it once, and then especially music, you should you should come back to it each so, time yeah. because there are albums that I've listened to, the first time I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I come back to it six months later, I'm like, eh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, literally, that's like um, he's like um, see the another artist I liked was Toby, on it. 
Okay. You see with like his music at first, like his family. Is he the American one? He's American one, yeah. The Nigerian one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, but he's yeah, with his yeah. wife. Huh? Does he make music with his wife? Or his wife um, produce beats? I don't know. I don't think so. But he's he's got a beard, he's got He got the the the, yes, the I know. on the head. I know yeah. and yeah, I know I know exactly what you're talking he about. He even cut his hair off, you know. Oh wow. Yeah, literally he's bald now. Oh crazy. Literally. Crazy. But like with his music at first, like that's he's one even placement to me, you know, isn't it? To okay. Because I remember seeing him feature on one of his songs. Dope. But his music is like he he's he made me realise that, you know what, I need to like listen to music several times over before I can actually have a judgment mm-hmm. on what's actually saying because mm-hmm. he like with his stuff, there's certain songs I didn't like at first. Mm. Like, you know when you listen to a track you don't like at first, you're thinking, nah. But you listen to a couple more times and you're like, you know what? Yeah, and it becomes your favourite song kind of thing. And I think that was a lot dabbing a lot with his music within the album he last dropped called Live on Ice. And I was like, you know what? He's he's really he's really indulging his music. He knows how to produce. He knows how to deliver each and every point that he's making. I was like, you know what? Let me take some tips from that and place that back into my own work. And like, I think it's really important for people to actually take in music like that rather than just seeing face value, even with Twitter. It's a thing that I don't, <laughs> I don't, it's a funny app because that like, <laughs> talk about that people are, it's a thing that like people are, it's a sheep mentality kind of thing. Mm. You see one person disagree with something, can it? So, so you just don't want to fill out, yeah, you'll disagree with it as well, you know what I mean? It just becomes an agenda at the end of it. So exactly. like, that's why I never like really like follow it's, what it's saying. very agenda based, and obviously, we all have our biases. We all have like, yeah, anybody definitely. talks crap about Kendrick Lamar, I'm coming for you. Don't talk shit. But like, jumps you know in. But everyone has like that one thing where called, excuse me, they have that one artist that they'll ride out for. But I think yeah. for Twitter, they'll extend that. No, oh, excuse me. Hey. They'll extend that for a bunch of different artists. And the thing is, Twitter's like, like I said, it's hot take spaces. Yeah. Um, it, the app is designed for you to get retweets. Yeah. And if you say, do you know what? That album was all right. You're not gonna get viewership. You're not gonna get retweets. You have to say, "Yo, this is the worst thing of all time." Slander every single part. This, this, he's the most overrated rapper of all time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like, <laughs> but that's the thing that annoys me with Twitter, you know, because you see with Dave, I see you get slandered so much. I'm thinking, <laughs> for what reason? This guy did a lot. Like, this guy was in sixth form when he released his first EP called the Six Bars. Mm, I remember listening to that. I was thinking, rah. This is Dave, you know. And then Drake, then like literally less than a year later, he's done a feature with Drake. I'm, I'm thinking, what? Like, he, he's done a lot for his age, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, definitely. De- Dave's definitely a pioneer. Definitely. And I don't I don't think he gets the, as much respect that he needs to do, but he does at the same time, do you know what I mean? Do you know what the thing about Dave is? Dave's like, the issue with Dave isn't with Dave, it's with his fans. Fans, definitely. Because I feel like the... This is my conversation with, with the UK industry as a whole. I love the boom that we're seeing. I love the fact that artists are able to make money, we're able to go on tours, and our industry has definitely grown to a point where we're lucrative. One thing I need people to stop doing, stop comparing us to Americans. It does us a disservice. It does us a di- it does it does us a massive disservice because they've had a hip-hop industry that's been booming since so the mid-90s. Do you know what I'm saying? And they've had like artists that have had decades of success. So when people say, I saw a take on Twitter, where again, somebody compared like Dave to Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake, and I was like, I hear what you're saying. Dave is 100% in 10 years time going to be a premier artist in the UK. 
but he's not at certain man's level yet. And it's okay. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not hating for people to have these conversations. But I feel like when we talk about the UK industry, yes, we have grown. Yes, we're in a very good place yeah, right that's now. That's the thing. The UK industry is like for hip hop and rap. Like it's it's grown. Very young, but it's very young at the same time. Do you Thank know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we have so much time to still grow and develop. Like there's still much, there's so many sounds to explore and see what else other people can do. Like, but right now it's a thing where people are staying with what is familiar with them and yeah. that kind of thing. And like, I always see on Twitter, like people like, oh, I wish the UK did more sound so forth, like different kind of music and stuff. Like, but that's the thing, like, I know with it, even within the next 10 years, there's a lot of artists that I've seen. I'm like, you know what? Your sound's different and people are going to be loving your sound within the next 10 years. Like, and I know that the UK is just going to exp expand even more and get that recognition that it does deserve. But mm. within its own time as well, like, it doesn't need to be continued compared, continuously compared with the, with the American scene. It doesn't know? make sense. It doesn't make sense. And... The whole conversation about, you know, there's people need to do this, people need to do that. The one part I'll I'll get onto people about is that cool. I think as as consumers of music, there are certain consumers, I believe, I'ma say it, a lot, some of you men are lazy. When I mean when I mean some of you men are lazy, I'll say this. You're complaining about there's not this sound, there's not that sound. They are out there. Yeah, just have to look. You got to look yeah. for them. And the thing is, just, obviously, because of COVID, yeah, I understand live shows weren't a thing, <laughs> gigs weren't a thing. But we have yeah, apps, Spotify, Apple Music, social YouTube. media. The thing is, social media pushes so many artists. Like, there's more artists. Like, one person I love to this day is Nux. Like, yes, he, yes. Hard. Big up Nux. Nux, Nux is hard. cold. He's so. Uh, Nux is so hard. The, is, the first track I heard from him was Vows, and I heard from yes, like, Vows like, is cold. I was hearing, I was thinking, right, he's cold. And then I saw him um, um release um, what's it called NRG one one oh five. Was it? Was it? What's that? Um, that EP he dropped. I can't remember. Let me see if I can find it. But, but yeah, go ahead. Like, I heard that. I was thinking, yeah, that's sick. And then he did that little twist on that, like a little drill twist on mm -hmm. thing. What's that song? Ah, oh, that's gonna annoy me now because I can't figure the chat. Nah, yeah, but you know what song I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But literally, he did. Oh, he does so many stuff he does. And I think, you know what? Well, do you know what song was. He, he doesn't get a recognition that Do you know what song deserves. was hard? Home. Home, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Home. That's home's a track. It's home so is such a. Hard. Listen. That and Wedding Vows. I love Wedding yes. Vows. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, Nux is one of them artists. He's a black. Like I said, there are so many premier artists and just because, listen, just because they're not on Capital One Extra doesn't mean they're not premier artists. Koji Radical is a premier. Bro, like when I say he's a premier UK artist, he's like, he's phenomenal. Like even, bro, production value, he's got that. Visuals, he's got that. Stage presence, he's got that. Like I wish, like I need, to, he's another artist that's on my bucket list yeah. of I need to see live because from the snippets I've seen from him on Instagram, He's phenomenal. There's even a guy on Twitter. What is it? I think no, Len. Len, oh my dear. Len. He's sick. He Len. He's performed. I see. I keep on seeing like um him posting these videos of him. Like, Len performing. is cold. He has so much stage presence. I love that. You know what I mean? Like not not many artists have that engagement like, with their audience. I'm like, like you know no, what? one even thing. His sound is just what, so, one thing. So Len. Unique. One thing that's cool about Len. Len has great social media presence because I always see him around, and like. He's got a sound that's distinct. Like when you hear, okay, that's Len. Yeah, yeah. That's Len. Like it's influenced by certain things, but that's Len. And I feel like, like I said, like as music consumers, yeah, listen, 
there's nothing wrong here if you lo- if you want to consume music and listen to Capital One Extra and see what's popping in the charts. That's fine. But my problem is is that don't complain that there's no alternatives when you're not see, looking for the alternatives. There's so many. There's so many. Even my other friend, Heartiest, bro. Mm. I dropped one. There was one song called Tango in Paris. It blew up. Mm. I was like, you know what, this guy is sick. That's why I first heard of him. And he drops a little sound um soundcloud project. Yeah. And there's a couple of songs in that I was thinking, you know what? This guy should actually be clear. Proper. Like actually be clear. But the thing is, it's a thing where the UK scene doesn't actually look at smaller artists as much. And I don't think there's enough platforms to promote You don't think up up and coming up. Like there's there's platforms to promote up and coming artists, mm. but not actually explore like other niches within the UK drawing, do you know what I mean? I hear what you're saying, yeah, but then when I the funny part is, yeah, when I look at these artists, when I look at the um Cody Radicals, yeah. the House of Pharaohs and all them man, them man are make them are not touring. Yeah. Like the 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 thing is what obviously listen, not everyone is gonna be superstar yeah, status, Dave, you know, performing at Glastonbury. Not everyone needs to be that. But what I'm what I'm seeing with the the reason why I say the UK industry is healthy is because even the underground artists are doing well. Bread. They're, they're, like, they're, they're doing well. I don't mean to count people's pockets, but from what it seems like, a lot of these artists are getting big plates and getting big checks. They're performing at certain festivals here. But it's like, I don't know. I'm not saying that these artists need to be promoted bare on social media, but the, the problem I'm having is that there's a disconnect between the conversation people are having in terms of we need, to, we need more artists. And then it's like, but they're right they're here. Right there, they're right here. There's so, so many. There's so many. And it's like, yo, like, like, like I said, big like I'm a I'ma say something. We said Koji Radical, we said Len, we you know, I'ma say Jevon, Jevon is cold, A2. There's so um oh my there's one guy, I have Jesse James Solomon. If you haven't checked him out, yeah. Jesse James Solomon, yeah. Like he's like he's got like one of the smoothest voices like in the UK. Like he's he like it sounds like he's talking through a song, but it's like he's cold. Jesse James Solomon is an artist I recommend highly. And yeah, like def- now that the now that the um um the streets are open a bit more, like definitely like open mic shows, yeah. like and I'm definitely gonna start Nisha, attending. That's one thing I need to actually just go and see other artists. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And l- l- listen, anytime you got a show, let me know. Definitely. Like I'll definitely come down. Any promoters out there, listen. If you got any events you want to promote, come down to the studio. Let's talk about it. Listen, I've always said this. This is a platform I want creatives to create. And I love seeing like creatives just put their stuff out there. That's why you know I'm highly appreciative of you, you know, coming on the show today, telling people about your music. But yeah, um, plug yourself real quick. Tell tell people where they can find Sorry, you. Rich, you can find me on all socials at Kyo J underscore J3. So that's K-A-I-O underscore J3. Mm-hmm. 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 What would you say? What if you can give the people them one one of your songs? One of your songs that you know what? Song one of your personal favorites that they need to check out. What you song know, would that be? One song I'll definitely say check out. I know it would be you know, oh that's hard, you know. Mm. But I can't like it has to be bounce because bounce. I like how it's all structured kind of thing. Like it's one of my problem, my well structured songs. Like yeah. pr- production wasn't the best, but it's definitely one of my well structured songs. Even lyrically, there's definitely there's definitely a couple bars that people definitely miss as well. Yeah. So yeah. Nah, cool. Nah, definitely check out Bounce. Still, bro, it's a pleasure having you on, Thanks my guy. Me, Listen, we're gonna do this again at some point in time. But yeah, man, make sure you like, 
comment, subscribe. Please like, comment, subscribe. You get what I'm saying? Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. I was going to say Saka. Spotify. (laughs) But yeah, and also follow our personal accounts as well. But this has been The Rare Podcast. We are signing out. Deuces. Catch you on the next one. Bow. Y'all niggas got me hot.